0: Welcome everyone to episode 8 of the uh, Slot Report. My name is Victor. Victor Perez is coming to you from uh, New York City in the United States, originally from Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. And again, everyone, welcome back uh, to another edition of the Slot Report. Uh, it goes without saying that, again, very sorry for the delayed from episode, uh, from the far, uh, last episode to this one unfortunately life got in the way of things. and just now i was able to find even even this small time to actually record so it's been about i think 3 weeks by now <laughs> since the last time an episode came out and actually we're already uh, on the home straight uh, home stretch excuse me late to the home stretch but at least there and we're actually going to just have a one more episode after this, which is going to be actually for the final of um, the Super League American Rugby down in Montevideo, Uruguay. So um, I guess what we're going to do is just do a quick um, recap of what we have missed uh, to the last thing that happened, which was the semifinals of the league. So last time we spoke... It was in regards to round seven, specifically. So let's go from the last three rounds of regular season. Remember, regular season is only 10 rounds, then the semis and the championship. So for round eight, in this case, uh, we have the following results. So we got Cafeteros from Colombia against Cobras Brazil 15. Obviously from Brazil, uh, beating them by twenty nine to eighteen. Then we have Peñarol of Uruguay against Olympia Lions from uh, Paraguay, beating them forty two to fourteen. And then we have Segnum against Hawares. Uh, second from Chile, Hawares from Argentina, beating them by twenty three to ten. Segnum to Hawares, and and by this point in the competition, Segnum was definitely uh, planting his flag, saying that alongside Peñarol there were. Uh, the top two dogs in the competition. Juarez went from first to third, and, well, uh, you'll see what happens after that. Uh, then in round nine, we have Olympia against Cobras, which was probably the most surprising result uh, of the season. But uh, Well, besides um, Satan beating Juarez and also Hawares losing to Peñarol, although o- those two teams are quite good. Uh, as we have established in previous episodes, Hawares was... A uh, thought of uh, as the uh, champion again for this, like uh, with his um, third edition technically of the league. Uh, but in any case, um, cobras actually beat Olympia by 36 to 25, which was quite the result. And actually, uh, this was a uh, cobra's um first uh win. Actually. Uh, of the of the competition, so it was a really big deal. And actually, speaking about this particular match, uh, we had tries from a match a man of the match, Andrea Ruda, uh, the the Man, uh, two of his actually. Then we have one for Daniel Sánchez, uh, another one from Clever Diaz, and another one from um, Tenorio for uh, Robert Tenorio specifically. So we're talking about one, two, three, four, five tries that were scored by them. Uh, in this case, four or five were converted by uh, t- the tank, Lucas Sanquez, uh, One penalty kick from him, yellow card uh, by, for Andy, uh, uh, is his name. And from Alliance, we had uh, three tries from Gonzalez, Keklas, and uh, Gorostiaga. In this case, one conversion of three went through for Sebastián Urbieta. It's uh, same for a penalty kick. But again, very surprising result. Uh, for cobras, uh, long overdue, of course, uh, but um, kind of late, unfortunately. But hey, it's so what it is. At least they, they can claim that they actually got a victory this season. Then we had Segnum against Cafeteros, beating them by sixty-four to three, which was <laughs> quite the the, the, the thin. Uh, I was expecting Segnum to to beat uh, Cafeteros, but not by that large of a margin, but. Uh, What it is, then lastly, we had Peñarol against Juarez beating them at 32 to 14. Uh, Then from there, we have um, round 10 to finish up. We got Cafeteros against Olympia beating them 11 to 10, very close uh, matchup. Then Cobras against Juarez, um, uh, losing for uh, it to 84 to 15, so even worse than the 63 or 64 to 3 that second beat, um, Juarez uh, with. And then we have Peñarol against Segnum. Uh, actually, uh, Segnum beating Peñarol by 15 to eight. Now, this, like I said, this is the end of regular season. Now, the table ended up as follows: so we have Peñarol in first place, with eight victories and two losses, and 40 points. Second, um, the same, eight victories and two losses with 37 points. The difference, obviously, was in the bonus points that Peñarol scored, which were three of them. Then we had Juarez with six victories and four losses with 31. And then what was a surprise was the fact that Olympia beat Cafeteros. uh, So, I'm sorry, Cafeteros beat Olympia. And Cafeteros ended up going to semifinals and ended up with four victories, six defeats, and 20 points. So this was a very historic season for Cafeteros, especially for what And you have heard me several times mentioning it, comparing it to the uh, season for 2021, when they they had a mostly Colombian team and some Argentinians. But in this instance, we had more Argentinians and about 10 Colombians only. But the cohesion of the team is definitely noticeable to the point that, well, they actually ended up going to the semifinal. So a great result and also some really good victories eh, for Cafeteros, eh, which which was quite surprising. Then Olympia ended up with three victories and seven defeats with 16 points. And then we had uh, Kodas, again, with only one victory and nine losses and six points. And that's how eh, the table ended. Now... I want to make a, a note of that um, Peñarol-Segnem uh, result, which was very uh, very close, 15 to 10, uh, excuse me, 15 to 8, segment beating Peñarol. Uh, the, uh, if we're talking about it specifically in regards to the national teams, Uruguay currently, Rosteros, as are call, is v- is a lot higher in level than the, the Condors, the Condores from, from Chile currently. Uh, but in this instance, we see the fact that a Chilean side, which was mostly Chileans, beat an Uruguayan side, which is mostly Uruguayans, actually, with the national team. Uh, which, again, and uh, and I keep saying it due to the fact that, again, Chile is going to be uh, playing against USA for that America's 2 spot for the 2023 World Cup. So the progression of this Chilean team now, almost to the level of the Rwandan team, is quite telling, and, 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 and it came very rapidly as well. So it's, it, it, I'm quite surprised. Uh, uh, of course, you got the, um, the expertise of um, an Uruguayan, Pablo Lemoyne, the, the current uh, coach uh, of the Chilean team. And then you got, of course, the, um, uh, the team behind uh, Peñarol specifically. Uh, which again has been able to fill the, the team quite quite well in, in with the um the assistance of um head coach um, Ni- Nicolas Brusone, uh, and again it definitely has worked out. Um, the same for Peñarol. O- o- Peñarol. was good from I mean from from last season. Uh, again, with the loss against Hawales, but then you have this recession. Uh, when you had all those Hawales players from last year, that now for the most part have gone. Um, to Europe, mostly to to Italy, uh, to play. And, of course, now we see this, um, I'm, I'm, it's going to sound, uh, again, bad, uh, but we have this third, or, or C team, because I don't want to call them third right? because that's actually even worse now if I think about it. But you have the C team as opposed to the B team, that Juarez is, or, or an Argentina's street team side that's getting, again, trouncing in, in some instances, uh, well, I guess trans is not, not the right word, but getting defeated by this Chilean and Hawaiian side. Uh, so, again, quite 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 something. Uh, then, uh, of course, uh, again, Cobras. Again, not much that we can say. Unfortunately, Cobras, again, is a mostly Brazilian team, but we're definitely seeing that, again, especially with that victory with Olympia, I guess, you know, they, they do wake up from time to time. But then of course, we had the fact that again they ended up losing eighty-four to fifteen to Hawaii's the following week after beating Olympia by thirty-six to twenty-five. A team that's made up mostly uh, of Paraguayan players, and, and I'm sorry, excuse me, mostly of Argentinian players with some Paraguayan players. And again, uh, it's it's an up and down type of thing with Cobras, but it definitely shows that the Brazilians, unfortunately, still are not at that level. Yet, if they want to keep going with this mostly Brazilian team, so if they want to do that again, a mix-up with a couple, uh, more, uh, foreigners on their side that might be better possibly for for uh, the 2023 season. But I guess we'll see. But definitely, uh, Cafeteros uh, was the, the surprise package again uh, this season. Again, even though they didn't win all their their games, again they only won four of them. Uh, they, they were competitive. Again, I still remember the round four match against Segnum where they could have won uh, if um, this dude, um, Javier, uh, was it, was his name Javier Hernandez, um, the, the fly half, had not missed that final kick. Uh, again, at the end of regulation time. Uh, Julián Hernandez, excuse me, no Javier. I'm thinking of Chicharito, the Mexican football player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Julián Hernandez had not missed that kick, again, it they, they would have been a very different story. And who knows where... Actually in and the in the long run again that um again even if Signal would have lost it would have not taken them out of the competition again for the semis. So actually again it was it was sort of like a whatever thing. And, and of course then you had the sixteen to twelve uh, victory they had against Olympia, which again definitely helped, and of course the one that they had by the end a sealed their spot into the semifinals. But of course, uh, they had those two results against um Haware's at thirty-three to twenty-two and then they had the um the 26 to 17, which again were quite close. Again, no no victory, but unfortunately, again were quite close. And of course, the two victories back to back they had against uh, Cobras, which was again to be expected. Well, so that was the regular season. Now talking about the semifinals, we had the following. So first we had Segnum against Hawares. And in the history of South American rugby, the Argentinian side has always been above the Chilean side. So the fact that the tables now have been have turned is, again, it, it's quite fun to see, I have to say, especially in real time. So we had the, the result of 16 to 10 segment beating Hawares. So we had one try per team, one for Videla, another one for Bogado from the Hawares side. And from there on, it was just mostly penalty kicks. From Segnam uh, by Francisco Uros Francisco Uros, by the way, has been definitely one of the best players uh, for for Segnam in regards to scoring. again, his kicks uh, have been quite precise uh, in different angles as well, so definitely uh, one of the best players in that Segnam team. but of course I'll be remiss if I don't mention the Gar- the Garifoulis brothers uh, uh, both Matias and um and Nicolas. Uh, usually at the wings or in the centers, but the Californian brothers, both of them have been again quite good. Uh, then, of course, you got um, some guys in the the front row like Matias Litus, um one of the the, the props, uh, Diego Escobar uh, directly at the hooker position, uh, Thomas de los Santos. Also, uh, forget to mention uh, Javier Carrasco, Vittorio Lastra. Again, uh, all these uh, front row players that have also been quite good. For the team, then you get Marcelo Torrealba, Alba uh, that, uh, that returned uh, from his time at um, us in Gilgamesh in Major League Rugby down, uh, up in North America to make his way back south, back home to assist and has also been quite good. But of course, um, his um, ninth spot has been sort of in and out uh, because Benjamín Videla played, uh, Pretty much has that um, that spot for, to himself, and Torre Alba is more of a, a again a, a bench player uh, um, from time to time. But uh, it's, it's, it's what it is, and of course you got the Uruguayan kid at ten, Juan uh, Zucarino. Sucarino. Although I would have preferred, obviously, to see uh, Francisco Scuros more so in that position, but of course he's being again more of a more more of a you know, on a fullback. Uh, other than uh, a half day is, is what it is. But again, very good result uh, for Segnam. Now, in on the part of Juarez, uh, and again, Juarez season is over, again, uh, getting beat by the Chilean team in this instance, um, it has shown that the Argentinian player exodus from last year, again, mostly to Italy, but other parts of Europe as well, has definitely uh, had an effect uh, on this Juarez team. So, I would assume that for 2023, knowing what we know now, the team is going to come a lot better, more than like at least that's what I hope so. Definitely pushing for another title, but definitely not for 2022. But it is again, it's quite. A, a how do I put it? Again, it's quite. It's it's quite a well. I guess a feat will be the 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 word to use that um, you get the Chilean a team in the end, and actually before I talk more about that, I may as well speak about the other semifinal, where we had a Peñarol against Cafeteros. In this case, um, a result uh, at home, really, for the, the Uruguayan team playing in Montevideo, beating them by 34-13. to 13. So in this instance, uh, we had uh, only one try from Cafeteros by Brian Gonzalez, pretty much at the end of the Again, end of regulation. Oh, excuse me. No, not the end of regulation, actually. It was minute seventy-three. I take that. Back. But then for Peñarol, we had tries by, by Guillermo Pujadas, who has also been really good. Um, we got Bianchi, Piñals, Diego Magno, also very good. Federico Favaro at the end. And then you got um, this, uh, this um, guy, um, uh, Felipe Cheverri, um at, at 10, who has been really good. Him and Sucarino are definitely two young know, fly halves that I hope to see uh, off them in the in the Ur- in the Uruguayan national team side uh, of them enough, but again, good result for Peñarol. and Peñarol of course has been uh, very hard uh, since the season started. Obviously, ended up in first place only because of those three bonus points they got over Segnam. and of course, R would definitely be the team uh, the team to beat uh, this season. Uh, it would be great for them obviously to win at home. Uh, But of course, uh, from uh, that round 10 uh, match that they had with Segnam, where again in the 15 8, I'm sure that's going to rest on their minds the fact that the final is going to be against the team that last beat them in round 10. Uh, Again, for the Chilean team, this um, again, winning the competition will be a bigger deal because of what's coming up again against uh, USA. So the fact that if they win, if they end up winning the championship, is definitely going to fall on the on the players' minds that they definitely can do it, especially because White has been in the United States uh, previously. Uh, and again, will be quite a result. Now, of course, I'm not saying, and of course, uh, I'm not sure if I ever mentioned it in this uh, uh, in this show, but I'm a USA Rugby uh, supporter uh, most of all. Uh, so again it's not that I want to discount uh, the US team especially a lot of the guys are doing hard work not only major league rugby but also overseas in Europe uh, but again definitely it's going to be quite uh, it's going to be quite uh, the matches between the, the the Chilean and and US teams uh, come July so I, I really cannot wait to see that and keep in mind that the first match is actually going to be played in Chile so yeah It's going to be quite something. And, of course, the second match is going to be played in the U.S., specifically in Infinity Park, uh, which is in Glendale, Colorado. Colorado, for those of you that do not know, um, is a very mountainous state. And the city uh, of um, Glendale, which is a suburb of Denver, Colorado, which is the, the biggest city in the state, is actually in altitude. So what the U.S. team is expecting is that the altitude may be a factor against the Chilean team. But I guess we'll see how that's going to happen for them. But in any case, everyone, as we established, final, is going to be segnam Peñarol Well, I guess I should say segnam home team, I guess the away team. And it's going to be played uh, on the 28th, May 28th, which is going to be the following uh, Saturday, uh, specifically if I'm not mistaken. And again, it should be quite the uh, yes, exactly. Yes, next Saturday. I was right. So it's going to be quite the the match. Um, I'm definitely going to try my best to watch this live because again, with again with the whole life getting in the way situation, I haven't been watching the the matches live. It's been more so uh, through the um the very short highlights on the SLAR TV YouTube um page. If you haven't checked that out, definitely do. Uh, but definitely going to try to watch this live. So, very big deal, obviously, to watch the Uruguayan and Chilean sides in the final of again, of a you know, for South American rugby competition. Not seeing the Argentinian team in the final, so eh, very big deal on that. Okay, everyone. So I think with that said, um, we're going to stop it right here uh, for again episode eight of the Slot Report. So obviously, next episode, episode now is going to be our last one, and we're going to be discussing uh, the, of course, the the results of the final. How everything went down. Hopefully, I'll have a little bit more uh, because I'm sure it's going to be maybe a short episode. Hopefully, I'm going to have a little bit more content for you in regards to the players and the like. And where do I see some of them coming up in the, the following months? To hope a couple of the guys from these teams end up uh, getting uh, some Europe uh, contracts, such as Matthias D2's from Segnam that actually signed. With a, I believe it was a Federal One team in France, which is a fourth division French rugby. So, a couple, hopefully, a couple of these other guys will make it over there, if not to Italy, which is Italian uh, league is getting uh, quite up there. Uh, although, actually, well, well I, I guess for next time, we'll see what's going on with the, the Italian league, because I do know that we're coming up to the end, if not already on the finals, and I haven't really caught up to it, but yeah, it's gonna be for next time. So, everyone, as you probably already know, please do subscribe uh, to the EOD feed, so that way you could get, obviously, the episodes of the SLAR report. Uh, and again, we're all, all major uh, podcast uh, platforms that definitely do spread the word on not, not only EOD, but also SLAR. Again, as you know, we're a short uh, type of show, and we only get a few episodes uh, per year. But definitely do pass over around so again my name is Victor everyone thank you very much again for tuning in for the Slot Report episode 8 and again next time we're going to be talking all things Slot Final Peñarol from Uruguay against Segnan from Chile we have a nice day and thanks again for tuning in